0: hello my friends before we get started I just want to remind you it is max fun drive time Max Fun drive is usually when we release our bonus content for the year we have heard from a lot of people about how much the bonus content is helping brighten their days uh, these are these are tough times um, but I'm glad you're enjoying it right now seems like a terrific time to remind you that the bonus content is here for you when you join we have a ton of bonus episodes for you to enjoy, both from Troubled Waters, from International Waters, from every show on the Max Fun Network, and there are a ton of great ones. You become a member very easily. Here's what you do: you go to maximumfun.org/join, choose an amount that fits your busy lifestyle. It could be five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, twenty bucks a month, and up. Whatever level you choose, your support. Combined with that of other Max Fund members, just like you, enable us to keep producing this show. So please go to maximumfund.org/join to sign up. See all the cool gifts that you can get in return for your support, which we truly, truly, truly appreciate. Now on with the show. Well, hello there, folks. I am Dave Holmes. Welcome once again to Troubled Waters. The show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture there is because, well, frankly, it's the one that's keeping us from committing actual murder. Now, in the before times, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale, but, well, now we're basically... Living in a post-apocalyptic uh, young adult novel, and everyone on the show is recording from their respective bunkers. So we're, we're mixing things up a little bit, just to keep it simple and fresh. So to win this battle, each each guest will be called upon to use their smarts, their skills, their, their rhetoric, their maybe the college degrees that they're still paying off, to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus, which gives... A person's opinion on, say, uh, whether or not something is actually secretly cake, more weight than a civilian's. Boy, that trend could have gone on forever, huh? Mm -hmm. Oh, it looks like Crocs, but it's really cake. (laughs) Who who doesn't love eating 12 pounds of fondant? (laughs) Jeez, Louise. You're listening to Troubled Waters. Our first contestant host. Stop podcasting yourself here on the Maximum Fun Network. It's Dave Shumka. Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. Uh, you are looking very rested, very sporty. You're in a green
1: eyesod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a polo shirt uh, in bed. Uh, I'm on a working holiday at my in-law's house on beautiful Gabriola Island, British Columbia. Wow. And it's, uh, it's pretty nice. You I'm married my- well. Yes, doing okay.
0: Yeah, nice. So, what are you what are you doing during this vacation?
1: I'm working. I have I work on another uh, couple of podcasts that I make off of the network. Right. Don't tell anyone. Uh, mm. So, yes, I'm I'm getting some work done and taking the kids to the beach every like two or three times a day.
0: That's great. God, that's yeah. good. What do they want to do on a beach?
1: They want to. Uh, the beaches are very muddy, and they want to cover themselves in mud.
0: Okay, that's solid.
1: Um, my five-year-old wants to, uh, snorkel, and I never figured out how to snorkel. Like, I can't yeah. get the breathing right without inhaling water through my nose, but she's got it down, and so I guess she, you know, I'm supposed to be like, well, maybe she'll be a professional snorkeler.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, listen, anything could happen. We don't know what the economy's going to look like after this. Yeah,
1: exactly. There's always going to be more water. Exactly.
0: Okay. Well, I'll be up there. Um, uh, look for me Thursday. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to cool, get in my yeah, car like, after uh, we do this. Good luck getting over the border. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you're right.
2: God damn it.
0: All right. Our second contestant host, Minority Corner, also here on Maximum Fun. It's James Arthur. What Hello, up?
2: James. Hi. How are you? Great. It's like a James and the Daves. Could that be a band or like Dave Sandwich? James Sandwich? Why not? Ooh, I like a Dave Sandwich. <laughs> I'll have two, please. Come on. So, all right. Now, the last time we spoke, you were doing some... Um, some choreography. Some oh, dance lessons yeah.
0: over over Zoom. Are you still doing
2: that? Yeah, five, six, seven, eight. Still doing the Zooms, still doing the anybody who's like, oh my God, I have so much free time on their hands my hands. I'm making bread, like, fuck you. Like what's your life? Like, unless you got fired, yeah. then I'm like sad for you. But like I don't know. Yeah. I'm teaching dance classes still in the zoom every month. It's like a new routine that we do. So I, uh, we've done Britney Spears slave for you and we're doing like the iconic choreography from that. Uh-huh. And uh, we're, we've got pussycat dolls react. So like Ooh. some choreography. get your short shorts <laughs> ready, get your crotch limbered up. Cause there's a lot of crotch bams. As I like to call them when it's just like, but damn crotch, you know? Yes. Yeah, it was a, we've lived through some crotchy times. Oh, I think we're still in them, but only way to get yeah. through, only way out is through, as they say, so <laughs> sure just gotta the crotch catch it open. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: All right, so we've met our players. It is now time to see who has the better grasp of what truly matters this week, pop culture-wise. So, players, you will be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or perhaps tragically overlooked story or person or event of the past week or two. Um, James, we'll start with you.
2: Ooh, great. Okay. Well, this is just some great coming attractions. Like, I can't really look into, like, the real world and see, like, what is good because it's hard to see that. So, let's go into a fantasy of, like, I like media, like, what's coming down the pipeline. So. Yeah. There's a new movie that's going to be coming out soon, hopefully, when we can do those sort of things. But it's called The Woman King. I've been hearing about this movie for so long. It's yeah. going to be directed by Gina Prince-Blythewood, who she just directed The Old Guard on Netflix, which like okay, great. was People amazing, gave me life. And uh, it's essentially about you know the black Amazons who were living in the 18th and 19th century and fought off, you know, other tribes and the French, and it's going to be starring Viola Davis and possibly Lupita Nyong'o. And it's just giving me life. Like, like, can we please hear some more? His- like if I had to see another movie about white dudes fighting war, I'm done. Like I just, yeah. I Corona take me now. I'm yeah, signing no, off. We've seen
0: it. We've seen it. We've seen it. The woman
2: came. Yeah. Oh man. Looking forward to that. And Viola Davis. Mark calendar. And- yeah, get it on the cow. So that should excite you. That's the one thing that like I look at movies and things like that to be like, okay, I don't wanna I don't wanna go yet. Like I wanna make yeah. sure I see <laughs> this. And like, oh, and there's a Jody spinoff from Daria that's gonna be starting just just Jody. Like oh my God. with the voice of what Tracy Ellis Ross, like, oh
0: this is this is good living. Yeah Good living right now. Good
2: times.
1: Well done.
0: Okay, <laughs> Woman King and Jody. Yeah. Uh Dave Chomka, how about you?
1: uh mine is oh well i mean this kind of story pops up i don't know it this is the kind of thing that might happen every day but it's covered in the news maybe once every couple of months a dog went missing and walked 60 miles crossed a river maybe rode a, a, a train i don't know and it showed up at its old house and the the it was the owners of the the new owners of the old house showed up and the dog was just waiting there and they they, uh, micro, it was microchipped and they tracked down the, the owners and it's just a dog, any story of a dog that is like, it gets lost and manages to hobo its way across the country and find its new owners or its attraction to its old house. Oh. I, I mean, that's, that's what gives me life. Oh um, God.
0: I love that so much. So what, what would we, if we had to narrow that down to a couple of words, what would we, what would we do?
1: I mean, hobo dog. Hobo dog. Hobo
0: dog. There you go. Yep, you got it. I like it. Uh, Hobo dog versus the
2: woman king. Ooh, this is a double feature that that I would
0: absolutely. Uh, That also has to be my
2: title for the rest of my life. Thank you. So (laughs) I will only be responding to the woman king. Woman king slash
0: hobo dog. (laughs) Keep those team names, those buzz in words at the ready as we
2: move forward. We're
0: gonna start the show. With a little game we like to call As If. Now this month, though you would never know it to look at Paul Rudd, the Amy Heckerling masterpiece, Clueless, turns 25 years old. Yes. The movie about the virgin who can't drive can now legally rent a car. So in honor of this uh, this fabulous film and this wonderful anniversary, you know, the film was a, a reworking of Jane Austen's Emma. They, they turned it into a, a modern-day teen movie. Our writers have compiled a series of short pitches for other film projects, giving classic lit the clueless treatment. I'm going to read you the pitch. You buzz in when you think you know the source material that it is based on. Sound good? All right. Okay. Yeah, so let's just do listen it. Up. You'll get okay. this. You got this. Okay. Got this. Number one, the woodwind section is thrown into disarray when lead flautist Julia's crown is threatened. Woman king. So, uh, oh, do we need to read? The, is there more to go? Sorry. I'm I mean, not- <laughs> there is some more to go. They, the, the, the. The writers did go to the trouble. Oh, writing, let's,
2: so. let's hear the rest. Let's
0: hear the words. So, do you mind? Oh, do you yeah, mind? Okay, let's good. go
2: for it. Sorry. My okay. hand was just greasy on the buzzer. Sure, no, I, get yeah. that, I get that.
0: When her so-called friends bet and Cassie enact a scheme to take her down, chaos ensues in the aftermath. But a high note of the film is the speech given in defense of Julia by her bestie, Tony with an eye played by Alicia Silverstone.
2: Uh, uh, James. First of all, so here for this movie and clueless is like one of my faves. So super excited about this, but this would be uh Julius Caesar. That Source is correct. Ding, wow. ding, mm. Point to you. Listen, Dave, I'm and, not here to make friends, what? so let's two, go. You no, know, well, I'm not, I'm
1: not here to read Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> fair. One fair. extra
0: point for enthusiasm. All right, number two. Popular cheerleader for Ithaca High, Stacy, played by Alicia Silverstone, tries to get home <laughs> after missing the bus back from an away game. Conveniently set in a time before cell phones, Woman Stacy king. must wander... <laughs>
1: But no, continue here. Know, I'm not going to keep
0: giving you enthusiasm <laughs> points. Uh, she must wander across an increasingly epic journey that includes one-eyed bullies, being captured by Temptress Callie, getting high on a Lotus-based mm. drug, being drawn into a hot tub party. A woman, the Odyssey. The Odyssey yeah. is
1: correct. I got or, it later. I got it later. But I guess, you know what? We can ring in whenever we want. So <laughs> I mean. Apparently, yeah. No, old...
0: All rules are so out I the could, door. I
1: guess I could ring in after your first word and, and just let you, you just read wait, the whole right? thing. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Okay. By the you've, way, you uh, captured
0: my strategy. <laughs> the working title of this film, which is too good not to say, for "The Odyssey." Is oh my god, Stacy.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> um, what was the working okay. title of the other one? That was I was afraid you were going to make us guess what the titles. Uh, of these oh, would the be.
0: Ides, the Ides of Marching. uh I love it. Solid, solid.
2: Okay. Uh, number three. Expelled from
0: her private school for a crime she did not commit. Edie, played by Alicia Silverstone, is sent to the local public school. There she recreates herself as a TikTok star and vows to find a way to use her new fortune as an influencer to return to her old school and plot the destruction of the three girls responsible for her expulsion. Working title here, the Queen of Santa Monica. This is a slightly deeper cut than
2: the rest, I will say. And now
1: I am... uh... Uh, I'm just not going to buzz in in protest.
2: Oh, oh, damn it. I was, you know, man, I, woman king, I'm just going to buzz in just for fun. And uh, Medea? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, nice. Hobo
1: Dog? <laughs> yes. Uh, gray Gardens? No.
2: Oh, I could see, I see no. where you're going with that. Yeah. yeah no. No. Uh, it was, in
0: fact, the Count of Monte Cristo.
1: Oh. oh. I could have you never, never
0: guessed
1: that Ed yeah. like oh no not okay, you get it okay number four in
0: this reboot of the Revenge of the Nerds franchise freshman journalism major Marley played by Alicia Silverstone mm-hmm. is trying to find her BFF Court who she knows went off to some frat party on campus, only to wind up at the famous lambda 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 house. She wanders through a series of nerdy party scenes, struggling to understand things like Star Wars arguments, LARPing, app designing, only to eventually find Court. Has grown mad and seems bent on finding a way to get all the nerds kicked off campus. Expel them all, she says.
2: Woman King. Yes. Macbeth? No. Oh, no. I just heard this the This one word.
0: is a slightly more modern.
2: Okay. We're going more modern because you did see Revenge of the Nerds. Mm.
1: I, I, I can't get it. I don't know it. Well, let me give you the, let me give you the, the, the working title
0: Art of Darkness. Mm. Oh, no,
1: Heart of Darkness. Mm hmm.
0: <laughs>
2: Oh, well done. Dave
0: Chumka is on the board.
2: Yeah. If number I can, five. I can, I, can, I can get the puns. Ah, there you go. The other thing there that came go. to mind was House Bunny, but that was way off. Uh. That was, I mean, that is a classic. Okay. Number five. New girl,
0: Bet, played by Alicia Silverstone, arrives at a brand new school district only to discover that the students there are terrified of another girl, a bully named Glenda Bet defeats Glenda in a dance battle, humiliating her in front of the whole school, only to find out that Glenda's mother, a school board member, is the real threat. Can mm-hmm. Bet take her down as well?
2: Woman King. Yes. The Wizard of Oz?
0: No. Oh,
1: Hobo okay. Dog. Yes. Wicked? No! <laughs> <laughs> we
2: well, you see where we both were on the same yeah, track, yeah, yeah. though. We- I I yeah.
1: stopped listening at Glenda. <laughs> Me
2: too. Yeah. I was on the same page. I was like, there's nothing more. Okay, we got yeah. this. Wow. Glenda, but then Glenda's mother. Well, I just figured you were adding more to the plot that wasn't going Yeah, that, you but know, who, who's seen just...
1: the second act of Wicked?
2: No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> the working title here is Betwolf. Mm. Uh, Beowulf? Beowulf is correct. Oh uh, man, I should have waited for the clue. Oh, I yeah. was I was gonna say Beowulf. Teen Wolf. Oh. Oh, oh, Teen Wolf. That would have been a classic up there. <laughs> did Dave Holmes, did you know you're on this clueless track? Did you know that both uh, Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington have both auditioned for Clueless? And they just recently did Little Fires Everywhere. And like, what a what? Dif- in a different universe those two are, are Cher and Dion.
0: Oh my god. What a that would be frankly, a slightly better world.
2: I think so too, because then I could still love, I love clueless and it's hard to love it right now because Stacy dash Dash. black card revoked. I can say it. I'm on the committee. It's been revoked.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, no, thank you. Stacy dash. We're not buying what you're selling anymore. Let's recap our scores at the end of round one, please. Christian. Okay. The woman King has four. Hobo dog has one. Who run the world woman King on the board, but listen, (laughs) It's early. It's a man's game. (laughs) It is now time for a round that we are calling all the other podcasts. It's a bit of a mea culpa from the team here at Troubled Waters. It is, well, frankly, it's time we admitted that we're part of the problem. There are too many podcasts, and Troubled Waters, we're ashamed to admit, is one of them. Now, we can try to pretend we're a downloadable radio show or a a TV show you can't see or, you know, an old-timey radio play, but it's not true. We're a podcast, and we're sorry. So we're going to call out a series of podcasts. You tell us whether they are real podcasts that exist. Oh. And by the way, there are 8 podcasts for every man, woman, and child on the planet, mm-hmm. or whether it's something that our uh, listeners that our, our writers made up. Okay, or listeners frankly. Okay. All right. Okay, number 1. Uh, and we'll go person to person on this one. So okay. Dave Shomka, you are up first. Okay. Let's go to The Foyer. A movie podcast with a twist. Each week, a guest comes on to discuss their favorite snack to eat in a movie theater.
1: I'm going to say uh, not real. Dave, you are correct. That is not real. That is not
0: real. But it is only a matter of
1: time. Because it would be how many <laughs> you'd run out after, like, I don't know, 16 weeks? What else? Yeah, what? yeah, 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 There aren't
0: that many. Like, it's everything that needs to be said about Red Vines has been said. yeah. Uh, they are inferior to Twizzies. Uh, number Agreed. two is to, for uh, James Arthur. My favorite legal activity. Journalist Eve Maddox interviews convicted murderers about their favorite things to do, which aren't against state or federal <laughs> laws. Episodes include uh, going to the movies, uh, sewing, skiing, hanging out, talking, recording a podcast, <laughs> for
2: example. Man, this almost sounds like a red herring because you're like, look at these episode titles. But like, that's a lot of work if the writers have made this up. I think that this is real. James, I'm afraid it's false. Oh, James God damn false. it. <laughs> I'm afraid it's false.
0: Uh, Dave, number three is for you. My dad wrote a porno. Jamie Morton discovered his dad has written a book of erotic fiction, and he reads it aloud with his friends.
1: This is a tough one because it's the fifth most popular podcast in the world. Yeah. I'm going to say it's real.
0: You are absolutely right that it is real. And yes, I is, don't of believe
1: I I do not believe that their dad really did write a porno. though. I, that honestly, I believe Dave, is
0: fake. I don't either. I don't either. I don't buy it for one second. Maybe the first one. Maybe the first one. Yeah. But after a certain point, you lose me. Uh, Okay, James, this one is for you. Why is your bottom so dirty? Dr. Benjamin
2: Jones and Claire Cares interrogate their guests' emotional well-being through their butts. Hmm. This also seems like a red herring. I think this is one of those prime examples of why there's too many podcasts. And I think <laughs> this one is like the reason why we are, we have too many podcasts. So I think this is real. and uh, it, is real. Yeah. it is real. Yeah. It is real. And this is a wow. big, but with two Ts,
0: it's made by comedians <laughs> Lou Sanders and Luke McQueen. So huh. it's their
2: in character. God. Okay. So this it is, is both a, real and fake at the same time. Okay. That's the only way I could see this being a good thing. Yeah, I could not agree more. <laughs> Dave. Table Football Knockout
0: Tournament, a design podcast. Each week in the first series, two guests pick a design classic from the world of tables and compete to prove that theirs is the best. Subsequent series are themed on different items, but they keep the title. Um, I like it.
1: I'm going to say real. Dave,
0: you're absolutely right. It's real. Yes. It is real. It is I real. Of
1: course, it's I, real. I mean, I could only name a couple of tables. Yeah. Coffee. Well. Dinner. Well,
0: then do I have the show for you? Um, number six is for you, James Arthur. Candy Corn with a K. It's candy with a C, Corn with a K. A French bulldog named Candy with a C listens to each song in new metal band Corn with a K's discography, discography and her owner, Sally Hall, discusses
2: her reactions. Oof that is a lot That talk about a niche market for podcasts very niche uh, first thought it was going to be about a drag queen and I could see that but because it's yeah. not I'm going to say there's enough dog pad- podcasts and this is just clef- this is not real
0: oh no it is fake yeah. and also take that dog podcast <laughs> oh uh, okay Christian let's recap those scores after round two this one is a barn burner oh, oh my wow. goodness woman king has six hobo dog has four <laughs> Yeah. the race is tightening up my friends we're going to take a little break we'll be right back We are always so, so excited and so proud of how our community comes together to enjoy and share our content. Right now, we are, are glad that we can help inspire you or make you laugh or just help pass the time when you need it the most. You are part of the Max Fun community just by listening. You are supporting the community, though, when you join as a member. Now, you can see all the different membership levels, all of their corresponding gifts at maximumfundorg join. You get the bonus content starting at five bucks a month. Some folks like to give a little more, 50 bucks, 100 bucks a month. The most important thing is that you give what is comfortable for you and what's comfortable for your budget. We have a feeling you're going to like being a member and we really want you to stick around. Now, if the level that you're comfortable with is 10 bucks a month, do I have news for you? Not only do you get a cool pin, this week, all our members at $10 and above have the option to purchase additional pins from the store. They are super cool. All proceeds from the additional pin purchases go to charity. There are a ton of great ones to choose. Visit maximumfundorg join to sign up at $10 a month. You can grab yourself some additional pins for a great cause. Now, once again, truly, truly, we are so grateful to our members. We are able to keep creating this program right now. Again, I I miss going to the Maximum Fun offices so much. Every time I go, it puts a spring in my step. It is happy, smart, motivated people making cool, weird shit. And you help us do it. Uh, we're trying to make sense of this crazy time right now. And the fact that our members allow us to keep doing what we do, and which hopefully brings you some joy, is is truly such an honor if you are not able to support the show right now we get it things are tough right now you can still support us just by listening to the show if you want to tell a friend or two about us that'd be great too uh happy max fun drive let's get back to the show hello and welcome back to troubled waters i am your host dave holmes we got uh, dave shumcup playing for the idea of stories where dogs find their homes again <laughs> at at against all odds yep uh James Arthur is playing for the Woman King Dave I want to I want to talk about the uh the whole thing with dogs finding their homes again yeah. how how crucial is the dodo to your Mental well-being at this point in time.
1: The dodo. I don't actually see much of the dodo. Really? Yeah. I um. Uh, I was seeing a lot of it on my uh, on my Facebook, but I've I've okay because I've been quarantined so much. I've uh so much. <laughs> like I pick and choose when I'm yeah. quarantined. Yeah. You know.
0: i more quarantined than the I'm rest 60, of us. I'm sixty 60, 40 at the moment,
1: <laughs> but uh, because I'm home with the kids so much, I've had to like just uh make sure I don't look at my phone. All day long. And so I, so I like unfollowed pretty much everything. Okay. But yeah, the Dodo, the Dodo, they, they do good work. Yes, they do. -do.
0: (laughs) No, uh, James, how about you? Do you, do you get into a, a heartwarming animal
2: video? Um, no, I'm sorry. I just uh, <laughs> cold-hearted snake. You Looking made me. I eyes. thought I was like literally like an Oprah and like type person, but this has just made me realize like my focus is just towards people and human beings. Like I think other people have like the animal thing going on. Like, mm. but I will say sometimes I've been finding it hard. Like, there's a purity test in terms of progressivism. Like I was at the <laughs> strike for Black Lives yesterday in San Francisco, and like. Yeah there was it's like for black lives and unions and then there was a counter protest because that strike wasn't progressive enough oh. and it was very confusing because as they're up there speaking there's a woman yelling out her ideas so it's sort of like it was very confusing and it was sort of like being at like a lady gaga concert but like britney spears is singing next to you her her yeah. her greatest hits so you're like i like you both but like i'm here for this other thing right now
0: God damn, it's hard to be alive right now, James. It's hard.
2: Mm-hmm. It's so hard. It's sort of like in the good place, the idea like it's so hard to be a good person today because there's always, yeah. you're, everyone's connected to something that has a fucked up history and that's fucking up something to somebody.
0: Yeah. And even the good places has a connection to uh, Jamila Jamil. It's it's hard for everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, our next round is called Hands Off My Song. Ooh. There's been big political entertainment news this week as Linkin Park Yeah, they took a a swing at the president of the United States of America. And they said, Lincoln Park does not, did not and does not endorse Trump, nor do they authorize his organization to use any of our music. It's an affront to Trump, not only because of its content, but because you can't aim a coherent sentence at Trump without it seeming like you're mocking him. In the past, Adele has done this, R.E.M., Pharrell Williams. They've all called on Trump to stop playing their songs at rallies. Tom Petty's estate just did it. But it turns out this is just part of a grand American tradition. In this round, I'm going to play you a series of songs and ask you which political candidate was told to stop playing them. Ooh. And again, we'll go, we'll go one, uh, you know, it, it, each question will be asked to you in turn. James Arthur, take a listen to this.
2: Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry.
0: Be happy. That was Bobby McFerrin with Don't Worry, Be Happy. Which presidential candidate did he object to using Don't Worry, Be Happy? Was it A, Bill Clinton, B, George H.W. Bush, or C, George W. Bush?
2: Ooh, okay. I'm going to quickly narrow it down to the Bushes, because who doesn't love a Clinton playing a saxophone? Um, True. Let's go... I'm going to go with George Bush Sr., because I feel like he's just daft enough to, like... He's just such a daft man. That's who I'm going with. Okay.
0: Well, they're both pretty daft. Yeah.
2: The answer was...
0: George H.W. Bush. Is that the senior one?
2: I the that confused. is the senior one. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is the senior one. Because yeah. I give zero anything about either of them. Well, right. and I, I don't like them, but yeah. Okay, cool.
0: There it is. <laughs> ding ding. Point to you. Dave Shumka, listen to this listen. <laughs> That, of course, was Brand New Day by Sting. Who did Sting tell to stop using that song?
1: Was it A, George W. Bush?
0: Was it B, Al Gore? Or was it C, George W. Bush and Al Gore?
1: Wow. Um, I'm gonna I'm at a disadvantage in Canada. Yeah. Because we don't Uh, have these. No, you're not. (laughs) In any way. Yeah, you're winning, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. Let's see. Sting. Now, I know Sting and Al Gore are good friends. Mm. So I'm going to go with uh, George W. Bush. The
0: answer is C, George W. Bush and Al oh. Gore. Oh, really? Sting just doesn't want his music to be involved with politics at all. Mm. Although he did, like, literally, that is the only pop song that uses the uh, term fuddy-duddy. And it pulls me out of it every time. It pulls me out of Sting's entire career. Every single time I hear that song. You're just bopping it's, around and you hear that and you're like, I'm and done. And hear that song and it's just like, God damn it, Sting. You it, just didn't have to. You could have just but what, said nothing.
1: But it's just such a weird move for both of them to be like, well, if uh, uh, I want this song. No, I want this song. It's yeah. the hottest song. It's
0: the
2: hottest song in the Starbucks. He's like,
1: neither uh, of you play
2: my music. Please yeah, go about your life.
0: Cut the shit. James, we're back to you. Okay. Here's your clip. Classic, more than a feeling by Boston. Who did Boston want to stop playing that song? Was it A, Barack Obama, B, Mike Huckabee, or C, Jimmy Carter?
2: Oh, I hope it's not my darling Jimmy Carter because I ride or die for Jimmy Carter. He's one of the greatest presidents uh, we've ever had. What a, We missed out. I'm going to say also I love this. I love it when artists come out and say, Stop playing my my song. It's I get the giggles off of it. Yeah. And it's usually Republican, so I'm gonna go with uh, Mike Huckabee. I mean Huckabee.
0: Oh, good instinct. It
1: was indeed Mike Huckabee. Yeah. Fuck
0: off. Like no one, yes. no one
1: wants Mike Although, Huckabee. Mike Huckabee is a pretty cool bass player. I think a lot of musicians respect him.
0: I think that that is not true. Um, I uh, I did, and this is one of the highlights of my career. I did interview him about his comedic influences. Oh you my know how god! He's always making jokes on, yeah. on on Twitter. I mean, and he just did not know or or did not care that he was being clowned through the entire thing. He was, uh, his influences include Richard Pryor and George Carlin. I wow. You can really yeah, see yeah, the yeah. influence. That Heck makes yeah. me
2: want to scream into my heart right now. Can I just say yeah. that? Like, I'm screaming yeah. in my heart right now. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Please scream within your heart on the Japanese <laughs> roller coaster. That is life. Uh, Dave, this final one is for you. Let us hold on. I'm coming by Sam and Dave. Sam Moore from the band wanted who to stop playing it at their presidential campaign rallies. Was it A, Mitt Romney, B, Barack Obama, or C, Donald Trump?
1: Um, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, let's go with uh, good old Mitt Romney.
0: I'm afraid that's incorrect. It was B. Barack Obama. What? Why, oh, that is incorrect. I am, right. get Why des- am getting des- the hard yeah. ones. <laughs> Sam did go on to play with Sting and Elvis Costello at the Creative Coalition's presidential <laughs> inaugural ball for Obama, but he okay. uh, just did. Oh, not Sting
1: will yet. show up for that. Oh, yeah. how convenient. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an opportunist. <laughs> but when it's my question, Sting won't do it.
0: Yeah, Sting's too busy having <laughs> orgasms. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Name of his book, right? <laughs> yeah. The seven hour orgasm. Mm-hmm. And you can too. Uh okay. Christian, what's our scores? Oof, Woman okay. King has eight. Hobo dog
2: has four. You did have a tough go in that round. Getting a yeah. yeah. little I'm breathing not, room. I'm not idea. That hobo dog is chomping at my Woman King bits. That's oh <laughs> that
0: was wordplay and I loved it. Okay. Uh this next round we are calling Troubled Land. Uh this month. Disneyland celebrates its 65th birthday, although, Let's go. hopefully, unlike its <laughs> Florida Man counterpart, we are hoping it remains the happiest closed place on Earth for the foreseeable future. The park was in the news earlier this summer when they announced that they were finally going to replace the Song of the South elements of Splash Mountain with characters from Princess and the Frog, mm-hmm. but the ride is hardly Disneyland's only frequently criticized attraction. That's why today We're going to give you a list of rides that still exist at Disneyland and a quick summary of what some folks might find problematic about them. Then, when one of you has a strong opinion about what could be done to change the ride or update the IP, just to make it a little more modern, when someone is, you go ahead and you give that that pitch, once someone is weighed in, the other player will have to take a contradictory position. Whoever makes the strongest case for their version of the ride will get some amount of points for me. I haven't decided yet. (laughs) Uh, By the way, these points will not be redeemable uh, at any of the shops or Mm. restaurants Mm. in troubled land. Okay. Uh, Okay. Number one, the Jungle Cruise. Mm. Passengers take an old-timey safari through the rivers of the world. It's a ride filled with adorable animals, an excessive amount of cutesy wordplay, and super racist
2: depictions of native cultures. Mm -hmm. Woman King. Can I weigh in? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. I have so many. I'm glad you brought this up. I have so much venom for this ride. Yes, Song of the South. I was on the Jungle Cruise, minding my own business, having a good time. And literally, they have these little ooga boogas jumping out. Like, it was the most stereotypical, just sort of, like, tribal people. And I made a big audible, like, are you fucking kidding me on that ride? And all the white people who were having a good time had to, like they dial down their enjoyment and have a moment and think about why this was offensive. Here it is. It was like, that was like two years ago in 2018. And so I'm glad you brought this up. I thought that they should have made that ride the princess and the frog ride, but they're already doing that to song of the South. I think that they can just, you know, you can still go on a jungle cruise. Maybe, Oh, here's what you could do the rock is about to have a movie and it's mm-hmm. going to be like him. So like, let's just get like the rock running around shirtless. That's what we want to see. <laughs> okay. Just the rock running around shirtless, uh, all like greased up. And um, that's how you can fix this for me. Okay. So just uh, the rocks nipples. <laughs> yes. That's what I need yeah. everywhere. Love it. Not going to offend it. anybody. Everyone will be like, this is great.
1: And it's also diverse <laughs> in a non-offensive way.
2: It's true. It's
0: true.
1: Dave Shumka, your rebuttal. Uh, I think you would want to make it like, more like an authentic jungle cruise so you would get like uh you know some tour operators uh yelling at their uh <laughs> uh their employees you would get uh, a guy who you uh, who's riding the driving the boat who you kind of smell moonshine on his lips Love it. uh just kind of make it uh i guess scarier okay mm.
0: Make it a scary ride. Yeah. You know, I, I I I like a good peck and a good dealt. So I'm going to have to go with James Arthur on this one. Points to you. All right. Number two is the Enchanted Tiki Room, a seemingly innocuous attraction, providing guests a place to sit the fuck down while they enjoy their dull whips. They're serenaded by birds, by flowers, by tiki carvings. The room has come under fire, though, due to its uh, stereotypical accents on the birds themselves and a general awareness that... Uh, Tiki culture itself is, uh, you know, kind of 1950s white culture cosplay. So, does anyone have an update for the Enchanted Tiki Room?
2: dog. Okay, you can have this one.
1: Um, I think you're going to want to go hard Brady Bunch on this one. Oh, interesting. You're going to want to have uh, the, the Hawaii. Is it, was it the Hawaii episode? of? It was Absolutely two was. episodes.
0: Absolutely was.
1: Uh, you're going to want to have Greg uh, nearly dying in a surfing accident. I think you know, it's the
0: realest they ever got on that show. You,
1: you're going to want to have the tarantula, waking up with a tarantula on your face, chest, yeah. face, chest. Yeah. Uh, you're going to want to have, and you know, you can find your way out with the trail of popcorn, was it?
0: Oh, I don't remember that. I do well, remember Alice tried a hula class and she threw out her back. <laughs> that, was her, that was her tiki bad luck because they got the tiki amulet that was bad luck. Of course. Right, 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 right. Of course. So yeah, so it's fully Brady Bunch. I, I, honestly, I think Susan Olsen could use the work. Um, James, your rebuttal.
2: Well, I mean, this is also a ride that keeps me up at night where I think like, how could this be different? Because I've been on it right after Jungle Cruise. I went to mm-hmm. that one and was like, what's going on? Nice place to sit in a chair. It is. Yes, absolutely. And yes, the accents are terrible. So what you could do, something that's more cost-effective, Disney already has the brand properties of Moana. And Moana's sort of set. It's more tied into Polynesian culture. So you could just make it more of... Uh, a Moana theme also you could still fix feature the voice of the rock so yeah, you've true. already got him in the you know you already got him in the money bag so just keep pumping out the rock he's happy to do it
1: uh-huh. and can
2: we get some more female characters in it because like in that thing only the male birds have names and there's just like a swath of lady birds <laughs> like oh the are women sort are like, the same yeah yeah
0: Gross. However, the points do go to Dave for this one, because I love that episode of the Grady It It is a great episode. The gritty realism of the (laughs) two-part YA episode. Uh, Number three, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. One of the opening day attractions at the park. This one shocks guests today, due to the fact that it puts guests into the role of Mr. Toad, while he gets hammered behind the wheel, crashes through town, goes to jail, eventually dies, and goes to hell! Who wants to update (laughs) it? (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, Woman King actually like here's my thing I have opinions about everything but this one I'm like that's eh, a fun thing like it's kind of fun I kind of like it like I think there are bigger fish to fry in Disneyland so for me I'm gonna be I'm gonna chain myself to the ride and say do not like this is my tree cutter moment like you can't change this ride so yeah I'm I'm in support of mister a you need to go on that wild ride
0: a perfectly safe drunk
2: driving simulator Why?
1: yeah Dave? I mean, yeah. I guess if we, yeah, if we can incorporate the rock into it, we're all out of ideas. Um, uh, I guess I would do, uh, boy, I mean, uh, there's a property <laughs> that I, I think we've all been wanting to see in a, in a amusement park. Uh, the Peter Gabriel video, Kiss That Frog from 1993, using wow. some of the worst computer animation you've ever seen. Sure.
0: He tried so hard to stay on the cutting edge, and it doesn't work every time, Dave. No,
1: it that ages it ages badly. So if you want to have a kiss that frog Mm. ride,
0: oh boy! See, this is
1: really tough.
0: (laughs) This is really tough. Early '90s Peter Gabriel videos
1: versus chaining yourself to the the actual ride (laughs) driving.
0: Yeah. Oh boy. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the point to Dave for this
2: one. Okay, fair. I yeah. see where I it's mean, going. I mean, I just
0: overall I think it's safer. What if I, I am
2: part to the kind of the of attraction? The part of the attraction is me chaining oh. myself to the ride. Like I'm there maybe. collecting some coin as well.
0: Okay, maybe you're the. Uh, the- <laughs> You're like the disclaimer at the beginning. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Warning. This does depict drunk driving, but please
2: don't do it. Don't do it. And don't change the ride. All right. We'll workshop it. All right.
0: All right. Point to Dave on that one. Let's recap our scores. After that round. Oh, my God. And this, by the way. Is for all the marbles. Oh, man. So I could oh, just. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, so close. with nine points. Our woman is our woman.
2: Our winner <laughs> is the woman king. What I am every. I did it for the women. I am every uh, woman. Who, did who did in it? the world,
0: the woman king? Oh, uh,
2: girls. Anyway,
0: <laughs> I love it. Thank you, guys. Now it is plug time. Oh. Let us know what you're working on. And then to offset the ego karma to right the balance. To, in, in your karmic account uh, tell us something someone else is doing that you want the world to know about winner James Arthur we <laughs> shall start with you
2: Okay, lovely. Well, you can, I'm wearing many hats. And so you can go to uh, mjamesarthur.com to see all the hats that I'm wearing. So please check out Minority Corner. It's been running for 250 episodes on the Maximum Fun Network. We're, you know, Max Fun, Fam Bam. And uh, we have two episodes a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. We've also got my Zoom dance classes, they'll be linked to that. We're going to be doing uh-huh. Pussycat Dolls React in August. And I'm going to be doing something called uh, In Good Company. It's a radio drama through New Conservatory Theater Center. Center, which is the longest running LGBT theater company in the world, I believe. I'll just say that. And something that you all should check out that I have nothing to do with, which is just a phenomenal thing, it's called Hot Trash. So my friend, Darcy Drollinger, who she runs uh, Club Oasis, which is like the only drug night, drag, not drugs. I think people are maybe doing drugs (laughs) there, but um, or they shouldn't. No, FBI, look away. Um, But it's a drag night club slash cabaret. And, you know, it certainly has hit a, a speed bump with, you know, COVID and everything. But Darcy, who just such a talented drag queen and performer, she's brilliant. She's written so many different musicals. She has a movie that's coming out called Shit and Champagne. Which I was in, but Hot Trash is sort of like uh, a satirical news show that is like part Samantha B, part drag, part the soup, and it's so well done. It's so good. Like, it's like every week and it's like 15 minutes. And it's just one of the greatest things that I think has come out of uh, coronavirus. So, check out <laughs> Hot Trash. One
0: of the best things that's come out of coronavirus. If that is not a jacket blurb, I don't know what is. I love it. I will check that out.
1: Dave. Uh, I would like to plug my podcast on Maximum Fun. Stop podcasting yourself. We've been going for 12 years, I think, now. And is this predates, uh, uh, this was before everyone had a podcast, well, <laughs> before everyone had eight podcasts. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, me and my co-host, Graham Clark. This also predates when podcasts had to have like a concept. So we're just, we just sit around and talk. Um, and. uh the days, huh? The, yes. <laughs> <Isn't that> anymore. <laughs> so, so pure. Um, and I also uh, write and produce a, a scripted true crime podcast called This Sounds Serious. Which uh, we're starting our third season September 1st uh, yes. And that Every year uh, It's, it's uh, You know it sounds like a true crime show But it's got like a hundred jokes So it, it's hosted by Carly Pope And it's got voices uh, You'll recognize like Paul F. Tompkins And Gary Anthony Williams So those are my plugs
0: I love that Carly Pope from Popular?
1: Yeah Ooh. I went to elementary school with her wow. I'll be damned <laughs>
0: Love wow, that show. Cancel
2: before it's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but I got those DVDs and you know. <laughs> uh
0: I'm Dave Holmes. I'm the host of the Troubled Waters podcast. Also, uh something someone else did, not to bring the room down, but we lost uh the great Michael Brooks yesterday, who was an incredible um radio podcast uh uh literary uh personality, um, an incredible a uh, left-wing thinker and an, uh, a super nice guy. Very soulful um, uh, thinker and socialist. Um, I would urge you to go on YouTube and look up all of Michael Brooks's videos. You will uh, emerge smarter and more caring and uh, more soulful. Rest in peace, Michael Brooks. Dave Shumka, James Arthur, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the AirPods, thank you for listening. We will see you next time on Troubled Waters. Now, before we wrap this baby up, I want to thank all of our members for supporting the show. We got a bunch of new members and we're so happy to have you. It truly, truly is an honor that you're listening at all and that you would uh, reach down into that pocketbook and throw us a few bucks is, uh, well, we're grateful. We are very grateful you've chosen to contribute financially to support us being able to create this show in a way that is authentic and beholden to no one but our audience who is you. If you have not yet had a chance to become a member yet, you can do so by going to MaximumFun.org join. Check out all the levels that you can join at, all the cool gifts that come with each level. Choose the one that is right for you. And uh, welcome aboard. Thanks again. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing. We're Dave Shumka. Goodbye. Hello. James Arthur. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. They're far away, but they're making a noise, too. Thanks to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Laura Swisher and Christian We, <laughs> We all love you. Smooches.
1: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.